Hello and welcome to National Lewis University's Discover You, the podcast. College student mental health and well-being is a major source of concern for higher education administrators, faculty, and staff. In this episode of Discover You, we are going to be discussing a very important topic, mental health, wellness, and self-care for college students. We're going to be talking with a key member of the NLU staff who leads and manages counseling for the entire university. Hi everyone, my name is Cindy Danzel and I am the Director of Counseling and Wellness at National Lewis University. Thank you for inviting me, Keith. I'm, I'm so glad you the issue of wellness uh, particularly at NLU or with college students, what are some of the, 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 the things that you, you see are being highlighted by this year? Well, the thing is, um, with, with the way that this pandemic has been going, you've seen a lot of people having a heart, like feeling more stress. Yes. Right? Yes. Being yes. extremely stressful and the balancing of the things that are going on with them but also having to deal with all these new normals and things right. like that. You see a lot of, um, and regardless, I know we're talking about um, college students, but you're seeing it throughout, it doesn't matter the age bracket, mm -hmm. um, that a lot of people are struggling with anxiety, right? And then a yes. lot of them are definitely struggling with understanding their own like stressors right? And then not knowing exactly what to do. And yeah. because there's that stigma with mental health, right? Um, a lot of people really, if they didn't believe in therapy, they're recognizing a lot of stuff are going on, but they're still wrestling with how to handle it. So having yes. that strong personality, like I have to be strong, I have to handle all these things. Some people are struggling to figure out how do I fix it? How do I fix it? And sometimes it's recognizing that maybe it's not the strongest thing is seeking assistance outside of yourself, right? And it's not considered a weakness. Right. So a lot of times therapy is aligned with it's because something's wrong with you. You did something wrong. And I try to really um to let others know is that it's okay to not be okay. Mm. Right. But then at the same time you have the power to help yourself. And sometimes it's allowing someone else on your journey yes. for that. It also sounds like a misunderstanding of wellness therapy and counseling is perpetuating the need for wellness counseling and therapy. Um, you were talking and I thought there are people who are probably depressed and anxious and don't even know it. And they're trying, you know, they're like, I don't know what's wrong with me, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they have all of the, the symptoms of it, if right. I can use that word. And they're just not, they're, they're just completely aware of it because they're like, oh, it can't be that because they have this very fixed image in their brain about what it means to need uh, counseling and therapy because that's, you know, and right. it, yeah, go ahead. No, because as you're saying that, I always say, if you can't name it, mm -hmm. you can't tame it. 
Ah, so let's remember that. If you can't name it, you can't tame it. I like yeah. If you don't know what's going on, how can you help the situation? How can you fix the situation? You're going to be frustrated because it's like, throwing a hammer at a screw when you need a screwdriver right yes, and the thing yes. is like if you can't name it you can't tame it and i always try to think it for those who have that misunderstanding between wellness or mental health or therapy or things like that i always say not everyone has a mental illness but everyone has a mental health yeah not, right and the thing is everyone wants to feel well so then if that means, and I always think of therapy as me joining you on your journey, as opposed to me being the expert and like knowing everything and fixing you, I'm not here to fix you. Right, that is right. not, I don't like, I don't even look at it as that. I see like, you may have some challenges and maybe I can help you on this journey with some perspective, mm -hmm. right? Maybe some insight that you have but you haven't had a quiet moment mm -hmm. to allow yourself the moment to hear it. Because a lot of times you sit with a student and then they start talking and they, as I said, once they can name it, once they can figure that out, then mm -hmm. you'll be like, oh, that's yes. it. But the thing is, a lot of time we're so busy. We're so running. We're so like in competition and so in judgment of ourselves. We're so running from like relaxation and release and self-compassion, we don't allow ourselves the opportunity to kind of just sit and reflect. We're always re Let's layer that, you know, that anxiousness and that depression and that drive to constantly be busy and that, you know, refusal to relax Let's layer all of that on top of race and class and how this issue is affecting black and brown communities. I have been amazed and encouraged at the, the spotlight that has been put upon black and brown communities and mental health in the past 10, 10 years or so. Uh, so yeah, give me your, your thoughts on that, on just, how no, it's affecting us, how it's affecting those communities. See, the thing is trauma, let, let's go. Like trauma lives in our bodies. And a lot of these multi-generational trauma, racial trauma, things that have happened long before our own birth, it still rests within our bodies. And a lot of times certain things, whether we recognize it or not, triggers us. And all these unrest that's been happening, been happening longer before like our own time. And the thing is, it's now having a greater spotlight. So, so it's not that it wasn't happening. So everyone's like, wow. It's like, no, now people are focusing on it, right? And now because we've had less unrest, right? People are focusing on something else. But the thing is that trauma still lives in our bodies, in our black and brown bodies. It's, it's still residing there. So then a lot of times, again, if we don't, if we can't name it, we can't tame it. So when we get our upset, when we hear a trigger word, if we don't recognize why we're feeling like that, it, it's, it's crazy. And then I learn about like our brains, our mind can only take 20 minute bursts of stress, 20 minute bursts. But mind you, this trauma 
And this stress and all of that has been living in our bodies our whole lives in our family body. So imagine being in a stress-induced body your whole life. Wow. Like yes. being being like hypersensitive, hyper alert, hypo aware. And then someone who does not have that same experience kind of think you should get over it. Like mm -hmm. education would get you out of it. Like thinking in their own perspective that somehow either they're saving you by giving you some education or you should be able to get over it. When they mm -hmm. don't understand that there's layers of this trauma, right? That they said, even in in vitro, that's why they always say when a woman's pregnant, when going through, it's just like, you have to make sure stress that she's relaxed, that she's at peace and things like that. Because even in vitro, even if a, mo a mother has like addiction problems or she's happy, sad, whatever it is, it gets feed through the child. What she eats, the child eats. So the emotion she feels, the child feels. So if your mom was stressed out when she had you because of whatever she was going through, a lot of times that rests in the child's body. Yeah. So sometimes so, like, so the thing is, it's all those multi-layers. So anxiety and our depression, some, and that sometimes can be hereditary as well. So if mm. our family was so afraid of the future and what could happen, that still rests in our bodies. Not saying that we cannot, we cannot change it. We can at least reduce it. But again, you have to be able to name it, to tame it. But then again, goes with the stigma of black folks and brown folks getting access and help if we don't have the access, we don't have the help. If we don't destigmatize it and things like that, how do we allow them the space to name it and tame it? But the world doesn't allow us in the same way to relax, to name it and tame it. Mm. So then we're rushing. We're trying to get out of poverty, right? We're trying to do better for ourselves. We have to take care of our family and our siblings and things like that. Yes. So it makes it difficult to sit and relax because I'm working three jobs and going to school, taking care of my siblings, right? And then I may be the man of the household, even though I'm the child, right? Or the woman of the house, I have to help. I have to bring an income. When do we allow them an opportunity to just relax? Yes. Silence does not you don't have it. You're yes. living in poverty. You don't have time to relax. Yes. It, it, it sounds like... Um, the giving folks the opportunity to do that, to relax and just to have some quiet space in some ways is probably a great first step towards wellness and, and health, great health. Like um, I have, um, I think you know that I've been trying, we wanted to share this whole idea of meditation mm -hmm. with folks. And I was surprised that people would even be interested in, in coming and learning about it um and sitting and i think we've done it twice and each time we did it afterwards folks were just like i just appreciated the time to like sit and chill out and not be forced to think about anything or to do anything everything is an invitation everything is like here it's here if you want to pick it up if you want to do it you you can do it um and it makes me think about um, and i'm listening to you and I wish you all could see Cindy because you're so uh, passionate about this clearly. So you are clearly in your wheelhouse and doing what 
what you are called to do. Um, but I noticed you use the words wellness and mental health and self-care. And can you share with us a distinction and within within those, uh, because I think the um, what wellness it is or can be might uh, in people's minds might be something different, and I think that might help others into understanding what the the difference between those, or maybe there is no difference. Uh, give us your thoughts on that. So I would start with let's go in mental health, right? The thing is, just the health of your brain, the health of your thought patterns and things like that. That's all it is. Like, as I said, people make that um, thinking mental health. Once you say mental health, it means mental illness. And then it's, it's not, right? And then when I think, when I think wellness, because yeah, everyone has their own um, turn on what they think it is. It's just whatever works for you to get to where you need to be. Yes. to have that balance within your life, right? So then, and then I like, I added all self-care. A lot of people think it's just like, oh, that means getting my nails done, going out to eat. Mm. Yeah, it can mean that, but it also means learning balance, learning how to say no, right? Yes. Self-care also means recognizing when I am struggling and recognizing, hey, what do I need in order to feel better at this time you know so it's like all these different types of things and then we like and wellness looks different for everyone and that's what happens it's like that's why I use again stay in your lane what does wellness mean to you what does on the other side of this pain look like to you and it would look definitely different than someone else and that's okay. Society has deemed that we all have to have that picket fence and to it. Like, so then that's why sometimes when, like, I know I'm going way off, but like, if a woman can't have a kid or someone marries later in life or choose not to get married, or if they have, or if they're not a certain gender, or if they choose to identify as something else, because it's outside of the norm society deems it as something wrong yes and don't recognize that no they're they're in control of their life and it's okay they stay in your lane yes. stay in your lane it looks <laughs> wellness looks different to everyone and that's okay i always just make sure i say when i see clients outside of nlu is that i say as long as you don't harm self harm others or harm prophecy right I always say then it's in a if and if it's in alignment with your values. That's why I always when someone feels off, I always like is it in alignment with your value? Your value is peace or honesty. Do you feel maybe you're feeling a little discomfort because it's a little outside of your value system, you know? So it's like trying to help clients on their wellness journey by asking them, what does wellness look like to you? So what's the, the future of wellness and mental health and self-care? What does it look like at NLU, the future? So it's pretty much, so our future, first of all, we are 
in the works of creating an actual counseling center, counseling and wellness center. Wow. Right for fall 2021, actually having a dedicated center. So that is one thing where I feel like students would have once COVID, post COVID and everything, students would have that space that they can actually come out Right. And then we can see more students engagement and different things like that. So I think that would be a great thing. Also, it's like getting in more in the classrooms. Right. And just like making sure like we had this idea of like getting on the syllabus, um, different things of like how students can have access um, to the resources and stuff like that. So if we can reach students at the beginning of their school, at the beginning of their quarter and things like that, before challenges show up, if we can already tell them the resource, if we can help them ahead of time, right? Pour into them before they get empty. If we yes. can pour into them before they get empty, we might see them be able to like emotionally regulate and feel happier and be able to handle classes better. And if they're not, at least they'll know where they can go to and where they can be supported without in a judge free zone where they yeah. feel accepted. Cause that's one of the things we either like as humans with trauma and everything, we always are either searching for belonging, for safety or for control, belonging, safety and control. And if we feel like we're in, we don't belong, it's hard for us to engage. If we don't feel safe, then we're also hyperactive. And if we feel like we have no control, kind of can make you feel defeated. So if at NLU, we can like at least foster those cups, right? Then it yeah. may make students' ability to thrive and to survive and want to do more. Ah, you said the word thrive. Tell us about, I've heard about this amazing uh, thing called the Thrive Center at NLU. What's that? So we are working on creating this Thrive Center. And the hope for the Thrive Center, right, is like a one-stop social support place. So in there, we already have the food pantry um, and we have the counseling right? But it's to like deepen those relationships and expand it and have like legal services, like consultation and things like that. Um, places like if you have housing insecurity, um, funding and financial insecurity, if you need to know where for something medical wise, if you need to know like um, daycare centers, if you like, if there's a domestic violence situation, right? If you need to know clinics and all those different types of arena, like clothing, if you need clothing, right? Hygiene products. Um, we wanna be able to be that support for you where you can actually just come to the Thrive Center or check out the Thrive Center and then make a request for services and our ability to kind of be like, we got you. Because a lot of times if you, if you can help with those basic needs, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like if you can, it says it's hard. If I'm hungry, it's very hard for me to think about school. I'm like, honestly, it's hard for me to maintain if I don't know if the landlord's kicking me out today. Yes. If my car was taken out, if I don't have money for the bus, like it, all of that, it is hard for me to focus on my academics or even to focus on something else Right, and that's why sometimes it's hard for people to focus on their mental health. Because the thing is, if I had to choose between getting counseling 
right? Or feeding myself, which one are you going to choose? Of course, you're going to feed yourself. So then the thing is, it's like, it's those things, right? So we're hoping the Thrive Center can be a place where we can help support you where you don't have to think about those needs. Like it doesn't cause that challenge anymore. Remove the barrier because we want you to succeed, not just graduate because people graduate and never do it anything but with debt. We want you to actually fall into your own, like figure out what you want and not have the added stress of where am I sleeping tonight? Do I have food? Do I have clothes for tomorrow? How do I, we want to remove those barriers so you allow yourself to re relax, right? And focus on what matters to you. Oh, that sounds so, I'm just feeling refreshed, just listening to what um, you're, you're offering. I think there's such great hope in all of these supports. And uh, clearly more people need to just simply know that these, this, this stuff exists. So how can folks find you? How can folks get connected to these services and events? What's a, a good way to do that? So then one of the way, because um, the Thrive Center is still being created and everything. So one of the best way is to check out like our food pantry right now. So if you check out nl.edu slash food pantry, definitely you can see where we're going there and whatnot. If you're uh, interested in the wellness stuff, you can definitely check us out at nl.edu slash wellness. Or you can always email me if there's ever any questions at cdanzell at nl.edu. So that's cdanzell at nl.edu. And I am always open to answering if if it's in my scope of practice because I have like I am all open to helping and if I don't know and that's what collaboration comes in I am fine with saying hey let me find someone who can help us so yeah that's where you can reach out to us Cindy uh, I can even tell you how how much I enjoy talking with you I'm mm -hmm. going to I'm going to remember this phrase and it's going to be in my head if you can name it you can tame it. I, I love that. Uh, you guys got to remember that. Just let that ring in your head. If you can name it, you can tame it. Thank you, Cindy Denzel, for joining me today on Discover You at Here NLU. Thanks for having me. Seriously, thank you. If you are a part of the National Lewis University community and you find yourself in crisis, you may call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Thanks for joining National Lewis University's Discover You. Check us out next time.